This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, we've never really made a video before, so this definitely looks like shit. I haven't seen it, but I know that ahead of time. Yes, it looks like shit. (laughs) But 4K, 4K worth of shit. What's up, YouTube? If you're this deep into the audio-only version of this episode, you yeah. could go find the video on YouTube if this all goes according to plan. Yeah, quick plug. We actually need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't know if we do. Why do we need that? Well, just because we need more. More subscribers are always nice. We actually have a lot of subscribers, considering hey, this is our first real video to put out. But uh, anyways, yes, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. The reason why we wanted to make sure we had video for this, even if it's not great production quality, is we were made aware of some coincidences in our release schedule. Yeah. Namely, that this episode is going to come out on April 1st, which happens to be a holiday on which people say things that they don't mean. Before we get started, we really should have a uh, real conversation at some point in this country or the world on what holidays should still exist. In my opinion, April Fool's would be like the perfect day off. Like it should be a holiday, like a national holiday. If you can't figure out how to get out of work on April Fool's, that's your problem. Yeah, that's fair. But see, that's the problem. <laughs> Nobody believes you. That's the thing. No one will ever believe you. You're like, oh, uh, you know, my car broke down. Be like, oh, cool. Yeah, haha. April Fool's. You better fucking be here. I mean, yeah, I realize that we're in the future and everyone's making FaceTime calls, but you're not FaceTiming your boss, right? You ought to be able to sell something over a phone call. Which that's, again, that's true. That's why we're doing Actually, this. That's why we're doing this on video, so you can see that we're serious. We take our job seriously. I think most people at this point just text. So you should definitely just be able to pull off a April Fool's joke over text or get out of work over text. Exactly. Anyways, yes, this episode will probably come out on April first, which is uh, April. April first is April Fool's. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> in uh, in a majority of the world. I don't know if that's true. Why is uh, April Fool's a different day? I don't know if other countries celebrate being a jackass on the same day as us. Anyways. You're saying that they celebrate April Fool's on a different day. What I'm saying is if we release this episode audio only, as all of our episodes to date have been, there would no doubt be a contingent of folk. True. Espousing conspiracy (laughs) theories. Yes. That we... We're joking the whole time. We get accused of all sorts of bullshit. I would like to say that that happens all the time. People think that we're joking. People think that we uh, actually think that the Beatles are great. Uh, Mm. People think that we're bad singers. That is my favorite one is when the argument for we're so full of shit is someone looks at the list of bands that we've done and says to themselves, well, there's no person who could hate all of these bands. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to hate the Rolling Stones. Well, we have a t-shirt that says otherwise. We have ears that say otherwise. Yeah, anyways. 
So this episode is about yeah Nickelback. This is probably one of the most requested well, episodes. This is going to be the most controversial episode of this podcast for a fact because yeah. have you ever looked at up how many albums this band has sold? Uh, I have. I am afraid for my life because you know who listens to Nickelback is everyone that you're ignoring when yeah. you're looking at your Instagram notifications. That's true. Everyone else who's not in your little ecosystem of likes is jamming the fuck out to this stuff. I am convinced that Nickelback is... Well, for, uh, I hate the term guilty pleasures. I hate that shit. If you like something, you just like it. There's no reason to feel guilty about it. Oh, I, I, it's a guilty pleasure. No, you just like it. I, I am convinced wholeheartedly that Nickelback is a whole lot of people's quote-unquote guilty pleasure but in reality they just actually like nickelback you know people never do the guilty pleasure thing in other categories of life food maybe but not like religion you know i'm i'm not really a buddhist it's just a guilty pleasure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't really like baseball it's just a guilty pleasure it's yeah, a guilty pleasure of mine that i watch sports is, sometimes is there anything else well food but that's because i'm I was bad today and I had dessert. Yeah, that that's, I felt actually... I had a cheat day. I actually felt guilty for eating those but five Twinkies. If you're applying the guilty pleasure of food rule to Nickelback, it means they're fucking great. Because yeah. all the shit you're eating on your guilty pleasure slash cheat day is the stuff you wish you could eat every day without something making you feel bad about it. The accepted social narrative making you feel bad about it. It's true. 99% of the people who have made a joke about Nickelback sucking enjoy Nickelback. That's a fact. Dude, 99.99% of people that say Nickelback sucks definitely know at least, at least two songs worth of lyrics. Next time we are in a group of people that are just sitting around and shitting on Nickelback, this is what I would do. And then what I'm going to do is from now on, I'm just going to look at them and say, Oh yeah, yeah. Nickelback sucks, huh? Okay, cool. Finish this. Finish this. Just, just, just go with me here. This is how you remind me. They're gonna know the words. They're gonna know. A hundred percent of the time, they're gonna know the words. I guarantee it. You can press play on a Nickelback song that you have physically never heard in your life, and halfway through the song, you will realize you know all of the lyrics to this song. Definitely. That's how broken down into a science they have songwriting someone's even done this someone's even analyzed their songs to show that it's essentially an algorithm that they figured out i mean that if that's not dedication to a brand i don't know what is yeah that's the thing is people kind of shit on it like uh it's a formulaic and it's like well yeah but it's a formula that is obviously working yeah so i don't really know if it's that's, science I, I just don't know if that's like a valid you know, I think people would expect us to say that, like, oh, they're just going to shit on the band because they have a formula. All of their songs sound the same. But for me, like, you know, they don't really sound exactly the same. And just because there's a formula doesn't mean it's bad. Food, like cooking. Cooking technically is chemistry. <clears throat> and there's the a baking. formula. Baking is chemistry. No, I sure. mean, food. I mean, cooking macaroni and cheese. There's, there's chemi chemistry there. It's a formula. Kraft mac and cheese is a formula and you make it and it's delicious. So I just don't think it's fair to shit on Nickelback. Nickelback is basically the Kraft macaroni and cheese that everyone loves. And I don't really know if that's a bad thing. That's your thesis? 
I mean, that's the start of it. Speaking of the start of it, I was pretty surprised when I went to Spotify for this episode, did what I always do, just click on the This Is Nickelback playlist. Any band who's big enough has this playlist on Spotify, and it's probably the best way to find out how a band is still being listened to. If it's an older band, you know, what are their new songs that people are into? As many plays as this band's newer material has, it's still their first hit single that has the most plays. I would assume it's the first song on that playlist. This is how you remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has, when I looked, it was the number of streams this year is completely insane. Can you imagine the number if streaming tech had existed when this song came out? We were talking a little bit earlier about how many albums this band has sold. That's sales. That's people spending money on music, which <laughs> no one does that anymore. Not really a thing that people do anymore. So many people did something that no one does anymore in order to hear this band's music. Can you imagine how many more people there would have been just listening to it for free on demand with some commercials in between it. I think it's astronomical. Oh my God. I think it's probably fair to say that that song would have, not exaggerating, a hundred times more streams than it has now. It would be a billion streams. Probably or more than anything ever released by the Beatles. It's, well, Jesus. I mean, that's like a guaranteed 100%. I would say adjusted for inflation or time. I mean, Nickelback is way bigger than the Beatles, especially if you were to say that, you know, streaming came out. I mean, my God, I mean, just, just untouched. On radio, in radio times, uh, is this how, this is how you remind me. Is this song called, this is how you remind me, or no. is it just called how you remind yeah, me? Yes, it's called how you remind Wouldn't me. Wouldn't want to misquote him. Came out in 2001. Right. And it was the most played song on the radio of 2002. This is, to put it in more modern context, the Old Town Road of its day. Sure. Everyone still knows this song. It's constantly popping up in pop culture now. There was that Deadpool trailer with little, I can't remember if it's Fred or Ben Savage, one of those little fuckers. The kid that was in Princess Bride, they're recreating the scenes oh, from right, Princess right, right, Bride right. where he's yes, a yes, sick yes, little yes, boy. Yes. Yeah, Fred instead, Savage. Instead of the OG Columbo, in the scene it's deadpool mm -hmm. and fred savage makes a little joke about fuck nickelback they're a terrible band deadpool's canadian we are marvel yeah but you know you're marvel licensed by fox it's like if the beatles were produced by nickelback it's music but it sucks hey that's it i'm done i've had it with all this nickelback hating right you think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school fred no it just it, makes me right it doesn't they're overproduced formulaic ear garbage oh really you know who might disagree with that Facts. 50 million albums worldwide. 11th best-selling musical act of all time. Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade. Six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards. Those count. Six Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. Sorry. So Yeah, that's the thing. Well, also, real quick side note. Do you know any bad Canadians? I mean... Well, only the ones in band. Like Rush. Yeah, horrible. Like, fuck Rush. This is honestly one of my favorite things about Nickelback, though, is that the guy does not sing with a discernible Canadian accent. I, I know that bands can't help it if they're from another country, but they don't have to throw it in our face. You know, like in the, the sure. 70s bands from overseas singing with such 
strong accents that even American bands started faking British accents when they wanted to seem cool. The yeah. dude from Rancid is still faking a British accent sometimes. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. This is, I don't even know, how would they sing it if he did sing it like a Canadian? How about I think he yeah. probably thought about that for 10 minutes and realized it wouldn't matter because no one would want to listen to Honestly, it. Honestly, the interviews that I've seen with him, he doesn't even sound Canadian. I mean, I wouldn't even know that he's Canadian other than the fact that he seems like a really nice guy. I don't know. It seems totally normal to me. They sold, it certified a million units. The single sold a million copies. That's a lot. The single. That's insane. Yeah. Most people nowadays can't even sell a million albums, let alone a million singles. Woo! And you want to know what the wildest thing about that is? Go back and listen to our episodes from all the other bands in this time and listen to all of the gimmicks that we talk about these bands doing for attention. The Red Hot Chili Peppers coming out with socks on their dicks. That's a generation before, but that shit just carried straight into the 90s. Everyone was still doing publicity stunts, crazy stuff like airing out their personal lives, getting in fights with each other or whatever. This band didn't do any of that bullshit to drum up PR. All they did is they just put out the music. There was no feuding, no drama in the headlines. They barely even do interviews. The band kind of just seems like they kind of just go out and play shows and rock songs. They put albums out and then just let whatever's going to happen happens. And this is what happens. They become the biggest rock band on the planet. This song comes out 19 years later in 2020, 21 recording this. People still listen to it and people still like it. I, I, ha I happen to know the words. Did I sit down and learn the words? No. You know the words to every Nickelback song without doing that. I know. That's the thing. I listen to the Nickelback's greatest hits. I happen to know a lot of the words. And it's not like this is the only song this band ever hit with, and we're going to spend oh, an hour God, talking no. about it. Jeez. These guys released nothing but platinum albums for over a decade. All the right reasons, the 2005 album, that went diamond. Yeah. Does anyone listening to this even have a concept of what that means? I don't think they do. There are only about a hundred albums that ever went diamond. That's 10 million albums sold. 10 million albums. That's completely Not insane. a lot of people have done that. No. I think the people who talk shit on Nickelback to be cool are the same people who would have talked shit on Creedence Clearwater in the 60s or ACDC in the 70s. Here's some band that comes all the way out of nowhere sure. doing something that's oh, so simple and yet they take over the airwaves, they dominate radio for years at a time. So what's interesting to me though, is one of the most common things that people say in our wonderful YouTube comments and emails and every other way people reach out to us to tell us that we're pieces of shit, gotta be one of the most common arguments is if the band was really that bad, would they have sold X number of albums? If it's a popularity contest, if that's all music is, which a lot of people say it is. Nickelback is on the top of the fucking heap. They're winning the game. It is such a jarring experience to live in a world where I know if I go walk around outside and Nickelback happens to come up in conversation or it's playing somewhere, I know that I'm going to hear someone if not most of the people, wherever I am, make a joke about it or laugh about it in some way. However, I go home, get on my computer, search Nickelback's album sales on the internet. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going on here? This is like everyone who says that they don't masturbate. 
Yes. No, I don't jerk off. No, no. I, yeah, I've never done that before. No, it doesn't no. even sound good to me. No. I wouldn't want to. No. I wouldn't want to jerk off. No. Because, buddy, I am listening to the Beatles so much. Anytime I want to, I'm listening to the Beatles, really. I just got to go to a bar. Yeah. yeah, why, yeah. Would I, why would I listen to Nickelback? All I got to do is go to the local pub, and I'll be listening to the fucking Beatles. There's it's a, fucking great. A Beatle just sitting right there waiting Boom. to take me home. <laughs> Boom. I don't even need to jerk off. Because in case we haven't made it clear, what happened here is everyone liked this band. This band came out of nowhere, and everyone loved it. Nickelback is like death by popularity yeah. is what it is. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's so popular that it's like really cool to hate on it. For sure. Like, oh man, yeah, Nickelback, fuck that band. I just, I just own all their albums and singles and know every word, but you know, they're too popular now. There are so many copies of Nickelback albums thrown away across various formats by people who only threw them away because they were made to feel bad by someone making fun of their taste in music. It's a pretty shitty thing to it's do, a dude. Mean thing to do. It's a really mean people. thing to do. It's really, it's really mean to like, like legitimately like make fun of someone for their music taste. You would think that in the year twenty twenty, we yeah, we'd be past that. Could just let people enjoy the things that they enjoy. Yeah. What I want to say is, if you want to go to the used CD store in your town right now, and you want to make up for lost time, maybe it's worth picking up a Nickelback record because you know. There's going to be a lot of them there. They're cheap. They're cheap. It's going to cost you a buck, dude. Or go on eBay and drive down Nostalgia Lane. Put the CD in your car. Sing every word. Break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend because they're going to be making fun of you. Find a new group of friends at a Nickelback concert that's coming up. Boom. Whole new life. The person that was you in the early 2000s that you let go of because so many of your friends said, I can't believe you'd be wearing that Nickelback shirt. You can be that person again. So we have new t-shirts, but I just realized, can we say, how, how specifically can we describe the designs of our new shirts? Uh, we have shirts that roundaboutly might kind of make you think of a certain 90s grunge rock band uh, and or another famous rock band from the across the pond. It rhymes with <laughs> the bowling bones. The bowling bones. Yeah. Shmervana. Shmervana. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to yfbspod.com merch store. Buy a t-shirt, buy a flag, buy a pin, buy a sticker. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They had other stuff. Like everyone that you know that was alive and a fan of rock music at that time knows Nickelback songs that they haven't brought up in years. Just the album filler, quote unquote, as it were. Yeah, I don't know. What else songs? So, so let's go to this. Too Bad? Never again. What was one was too bad? It's too bad. It's too oh. bad. Too late. Too long. Too long. Oh. Yeah. That's a good song too. That one. Dude, those are jams. Yeah. Those are big songs. That's what I'm saying. Imagine coming out with your first real record, legitimate major label debut, and you just throw out those jams to the world, dude. Never again. That one, it's essentially an anti-domestic violence anthem, if I'm not mistaken. They were ahead of their time. I think a lot of people don't get Nickelback songs. I think that people 
have a mistaken understanding of what this band is even trying to accomplish a lot of times. Like the song Rockstar, people mm -hmm. think that that song is about these guys being dumbasses who want to be the rock stars that they're singing about in the song, mm -hmm. but they're making fun of it. If Nickelback was so bad, how would they convince so many A-list celebrities to be in their music video? You know what I mean? Who all was in that video? Everybody. Like Kid Rock was in the video. Makes sense. I, I'm pretty, I mean, I don't even know. I have to go through and look. But I mean, I remember watching the video for the first time and being like, Oh my God, they got like, it was, I mean, there's like 30 pretty much A-list musicians definitely in the video. I know that Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top is on the song. That's right. his voice in the song. And I think he plays guitar in the song too, which is the same thing that he did for Queens of the Stone Age. So shout out to all the Queens of the Stone Age fans. Guess what your favorite band has in common yeah. with Nickelback. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you think you're cooler than Billy Gibbons, you're not. No. No, you're not. But so, yeah, if you hate Nickelback, I guess Billy Gibbons is also a piece of shit or something. Like, is that is that where we're going with this? I forgot that we're on video. I keep saying if you're listening to this because I'm so used to thinking about it that way. Well, um, you know. So we were talking about Rockstar, that people take it too seriously. They think it's serious. They take it at face value. They don't understand that that song is about the band saying all that shit is stupid. They're making fun of people who want all those things. And they're saying that it's actually bad. It's probably bad for you. It's probably bad for everyone. Also, real quick, I just got to say, this album with Rockstar on it, this album, obviously, All the Right Reasons, yeah, 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 comes out in 2005. 2005, right? Diamond. Right. Diamond. And Photograph, obviously, huge song. Animals saving me far away. Rockstar, if everyone cared, inside of a bullet. All singles. The last single, Side of a Bullet, was released in 2007. The album was, they were putting out singles from this album for two years. That's insane. Over half the album is hit singles. You, I mean, how many bands just put out that's bonkers. an album that's filler and one song on it? Maybe two. Yeah. Maybe two. Daft Punk. Oh, if God. If Daft Punk put out an album with that many hit singles on it, they would change the word music to just Daft Punk. It's true. Every band who started a band would be performing Daft Punk. The other thing is the band didn't do like that album a year thing that everyone does now too, where it's like, because of that exact thing. They told, what their, you're labels, talking about is, they told their label to go fuck off and yeah, wait. Yeah, basically what you're talking about too is people put out a, a, an album so that they can basically have a single and then nine songs that no one gives a shit about. Um, that's apple juice, by the way. You have to think about that now. What? About showing labels. Why? You can't show labels. Why not? So they could request us to take the video down. Well, fuck them. <laughs> well, I mean, First yeah. of all, I got to gray it out now. I don't even, that's, well, that's some fancy apple juice you got there. It is. <laughs> I don't think. First of all, they know. should be sponsoring our show. That's true. If you want us to unblur the label, hit us up <laughs> on email. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to do that. I guess I have to learn how to do video editing now. Yeah, um, you're going to be the one who edits this. <laughs> you do the audio, I do the video. <laughs> Seven singles, one album, two years. Typically what happens nowadays with all of your favorite bands that can do no wrong, I love everyone. There's so many great bands out there now. They put out an album that maybe if they get lucky has one single. If they get really lucky, it has two, and that's about it. 
That's the end of it. I don't know if people are even making albums anymore. No. I thought they were just releasing singles. Oh, nowadays, the, it just gets worse. That's the problem. Kanye's putting out shit that's not even finished. People don't even know how to define an album anymore. Like, what is an album? Okay, I put out these four songs. No, that's not an album. It's an EP. It's not an album. And fucking Nickelback put out albums, an album that lasted two years. Name any artist right now that can do that. Nobody. There is none. I don't care. And if you email me Kanye West, I'm going to fucking block you. The funniest thing is to know that you're alive in the last days of an industry, you know? I no, know. yes. This is the end. You know, I know that in my lifetime, people caring what other people think about the way something should sound. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a song that you thought of? Why would I give a fuck? Because I have a little thing in my house where I just flick this button and it analyzes my brain waves and it just makes music custom tailored for me. Mm-hmm. We're 20 years away from that for sure. Sure. No question we're 20 years away from that. Yeah. Why would anyone care what someone else thought would be cool to make everyone listen to when we are soon going to have AI that will make your favorite music for you every time you want to hear it. And in the short term, you know, cause if that is say, well, 20 years from now, that's going to be a thing where you can just put it on your brain and scan. That's a pretty cool idea, dude. You should maybe, maybe we should not put this on YouTube and you should create that. That's kind of cool. Uh, part of the reason why the music business is a whole and why everyone complains that music like sucks. H O L E whole. Huh? The music business as whole as a whole is dying is what I was gonna say. The music business as a whole is dying is because we don't care about bands that can put out a, you know, seven singles from an album and it lasts two years. Now it's like you have to put out a quote unquote album, whatever that even means nowadays, every six months or every year. And then the hope is that one or two of those songs people are going to care about. All the while, people are being like, ah, no one buys music anymore. Well, I'm not buying your $10 album for one song, dude. I'm not doing that. I'm not. No, if your album has seven hit songs on it, like this Nickelback album, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. But guess what you don't do anymore is give a shit. Nickelback gave a shit. Maybe they're the last ones that gave a shit. Well, and what does it get them in return? The only conversations that are ever had about them are just people shitting all over this band completely undeserved and all the people doing that have you ever sold 50 million albums yeah can you sing like chad kroger i'll listen to what you have to say about your shitting on nickelback when you write a better song what bands were you listening to in the late 90s hoobastank incubus because if you want to talk about bad music we can talk about those bands look if you were listening to metallica and not Nickelback, you are missing out because Nickelback made better heavy metal music than Metallica. I don't care what you think. It's just true. No Metallica album had seven fucking singles. It went to top 40 radio. They were better songs. They were more catchy. They were better. Better riffs. They're better than Metallica, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. So Silver Side Up is the first album. It's, it's not the first album. No, it's not their first album. It's, it's like the first, first hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when the band starts popping. The uh, well, I mean, if you do go back and listen to the early stuff, they were still popping. I mean, "Leader of Men" that's a classic rock song. You're not going to get True. much better than that on rock radio. True. What's stupid is how much prejudice there is in this anti-Nickelback movement. Also, if PJ Harvey put out the song "Rockstar." 
all the prejudices that are working in her favor that music critics have towards her, they press play on a PJ Harvey album expecting to hear the new work from someone they have already decided is a genius. Mm -hmm. They hear her perform the song Rockstar. Can you imagine how far up her asshole they would stick their heads? Yeah, she wouldn't be PJ Harvey anymore. People would start buying her albums. Would she be, would get such great reviews. It would be like the one Sonic Youth album that everyone owns is what would happen to PJ Harvey if she put out the song Rockstar. Honestly, if she hears me say that, covers it, and releases it as a single, even though I already called this, it'll probably still work. Absolutely. Because some, per, actually, a decent percentage of people, especially younger ones, have never heard of these songs or don't actually, I would say they have probably heard them, but they don't necessarily know who Nickelback is and or how cool it is for the cool kids to shit on them. So it could work. Honestly, if somebody, a young person's uh, favorite, or if Selena Gomez, Lana Del Rey records, boom, yes, Lana Del Rey one. records yes. something in your mouth. You're going to tell 100%. me that it's not going to get its dick sucked in NPR Yo, the next up. day. Yo, It'll look. be two hours later. This is one of those moments where I just want to stand up and smash something <laughs> because <laughs> it's so true. What you just said is so true. If Lana Del Rey released Rockstar and people did not realize that it was a Nickelback song, they would be nutting on themselves to be like, this is the greatest song in reflection of rock music. She'd be a genius. She'd be a genius. Oh my God. She should have 25 Grammys for this. That's exactly what you would be doing. Cause Poptimists are so full of shit that Poptimists have this narrative that they are being inclusive when they're still just as elitist and excluded, exclusive, what is it exclusionary exclusionary maybe is the word i don't fucking know carly ray jepsen is basically the jesus of poptimism call me maybe was released on chad kroger's record label what are you gonna do now does this guy suck or is carly ray jepsen a fucking genius oh my god which one is it this song sucks too yeah right you know every fucking word it's bullshit these are bullshit things to say about not only Nickelback, but Chad as a person. Do you think that people realize Chad Kroger's involvement in the music business beyond just being in this band? I don't know if... Definitely not. Most people are aware of this. Uh, Chad also produced that band Default, which I, for my money, that's the best singing that was on rock radio at yeah. the time. Big band too. Best voice on the radio, I thought. Yep. He's married to Avril Lavigne for a minute. She was cool. That was a service to the music industry. Yeah. Thank you for taking her out of making music for a few minutes. She'd be the new Courtney Love by now, probably. Yeah. If anything, she he did us a favor. Maybe. Maybe he taught her how to hold a skateboard the right way. <laughs> he wasn't a skater boy. He was a rock and roll boy. And so, you know, it didn't work out. I obviously did no research for this show, but one quote I went and looked up because I remembered in 2012, Patrick Carney the drummer of the Black Keys, said to Rolling Stone magazine, quote, rock and roll is dying because people become okay with Nickelback being the biggest band in the world, end quote. Again, that was Patrick Carney, 50% of the Black Keys, a.k.a. the band who may as well have taken the gig of scoring every commercial where the music had a guitar in it for the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. This is the band where every time you're watching a movie in the past decade, 
When the song that sounds like a Black Keys song comes on, you have to sit there and ask yourself, is this the Black Keys or one of the 13,000 bands that sound exactly like the Black Keys now? This is legitimately as if somebody started a band called 10 Cents Back or a Dime, dime, dime Forward, okay? And all the while criticized music whatsoever even though they sounded just like and did the exact same thing that Nickelback did, but our band is called Dime Forward. I think you're making an analogy toward the White Stripes, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's obvious. The White Stripes, the Black Keys. They can't say anything ever. They should never, ever be able to criticize music ever. Their name is the Black Keys, which was a two-piece band very similar to the White Stripes. Two different keys on a fucking piano. and You couldn't come up with a different name? Do you think that Nickelback is sort of a similar reference to Silver Chair? Silver, nickel, back, chair. Chairs maybe, have backs maybe. on them. One band's from Canada, one's from Australia. Those are basically the same place. They are pretty much the exact same place. The cultures are just identical, I think. Dude, they're indistinguishable. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this could be that self-aware at that time. Maybe Carney was just worried that they were going to blow their cover or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited to do an episode about people that attack Nickelback for bullshit reasons like that. We should just make a hit list. Oh, here's a band that made fun of Nickelback. Boom, we're doing an episode on you next. You've gone back and listened to Nickelback's early stuff, right? We talked about it a little bit earlier. Look, I listen to Nickelback on a semi-regular basis. I just don't know how anybody could criticize Nick. It's like, if you're talking shit on Nickelback, have you written a song as good as Leader of Men or Breathe? I though These are songs that, like, no one has heard, but they're way better than your bullshit band. That's the problem, is that the B-sides for Nickelback are better than 90-plus percent of music that's even put out now. So their non-singles are better than most current singles. I'm sure that there are people out there who want to chalk Nickelback's success up to some sort of machine that would be working behind them somehow. I don't even know how that would be supposed to work. What machine? You know, maybe you can trick enough people into liking them the first time that they just keep liking them and they're... You know, there are enough people who aren't really paying attention. They just hear it on the radio all the time and eventually decide that they like it. And then they start listening to it. They get brainwashed by the system. And that's what they listen to. And they don't ever put in any effort to finding other stuff. So many conspiracy theories. Jeez. If that's what was going on here, a Nickelback was just, you know, propped up as sort of a sock puppet thing for the record industry. How then... Could you expect Chad Krieger to have success when he's not even the face of it? When he goes behind the scenes, for instance, and writes a song with Chris Daughtry. Chad Kroger is a writer on No Surprise by Daughtry. And I realize people don't know how to look shit up anymore, but you really need to know your history if you're going to open your mouth and talk about this. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's uh, behind the scenes on a decent amount of songs that he never... It wasn't like it was Daughtry featuring Chad Kroger. It was just Chad writing the songs for him behind the scenes. Song Goes to the Moon, very popular song. And he's not out there sucking up the spotlight. I mean, sure, he's getting his checks because he deserves it. He gets his writer credit. But how many people look up writer's credit when these songs are popular? Nobody looks that shit up. People don't even look it up now. People get all pissed off like, you know, their favorite rapper doesn't write the raps. Well, okay. Chad probably wrote some of them. 
Chad and Drake are both Canadian. Since he's so great at writing hit songs, he has it broken down to such a science. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he is a ghostwriter under a pseudonym for anything calling itself rock radio now. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Chad Kroger ghost wrote Foo Fighters songs. Would not be shocked at all. No. Sure. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if Chad Kroger wrote half of the freaking hip hop songs that are popular right now or produced them. I would not be shocked for a millisecond. If somebody said- Now you say wrote. Did does that mean someone sat down and wrote those things down before they said them? Because I, I assumed that what was happening on pop radio these days was sort of a uh, jazz yeah. fusion yeah. with pop where they're sort of free right. form improv. <laughs> it's just like stream of, you're telling stream me that, of thought. You're telling me that people sit down and think about these things before they say them. Uh, you wouldn't think so, but you know, that's the theory. Strange. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some more research on that. Hey gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest t-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. More on this system thing though. I think people think that Nickelback represents this big evil corporate industry thing that is the record business. People think that Nickelback is, you know, rock band default option A, and no one has a choice. Well, of course people have a choice. You could stop listening to this shit anytime you wanted to. Sure. Did Millie Vanilli stop selling when they were caught not actually being the singers? You're fucking right they did. That shit was selling like crazy, and then a story came out. This stuff wasn't cool to like anymore, and everyone stopped buying that shit immediately. All right? That story did not have a happy ending for those guys. Nickelback, the narrative for the past decade has been they're the worst band on the planet. Everyone posts on the internet about it and then goes and secretly buys it and listens to it yeah. at yeah. their barbecue in their backyard. You know you're doing this. 100%. 100%. You know you're doing this. Why are we all pretending that we don't listen to Nickelback on a regular basis? If you think about it, okay, just statistically speaking, if you were a fan of music in the early 2000s, self-proclaimed music fan, which so many people that listen to this podcast and watch this podcast are self-proclaimed music fans. I would assume all but one of them, maybe. Yes. <laughs> I love music is the start of so many comments and emails. Anyways, if you were a fan of music in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, the chances statistically of you buying at some point or owning a Nickelback album are pretty high compared to just about anybody else in that time frame to put out albums. Now, it may be cooler to be like, oh, I love Metallica, not Nickelback, or whatever other hard rock bands were popular. I like Hoobastank. Nickelback sucks. Yeah, but realistically... You owned a Nickelback album. Statistically, just by the number, sheer number of albums sold, people that were buying music around then, you own a Nickelback album and you listen to it and you know the words. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is the inevitable, because everything's a pendulum. You know, uh, pop culture conversations, always a pendulum. The universe is a balancing mechanism. Everyone loves Nickelback. We swing real hard into the opposite direction. Everyone hates Nickelback. That doesn't come back to the middle where there's just this reasoned understanding and a subtle conversation about, you know what, that band wasn't as bad as we thought they were. Turns out they were fine. Right. They were no worse than anything else. Maybe not better, 
than the best things that have ever happened on rock radio, but as good as the best things that have ever happened on rock radio, probably, it doesn't swing back to just there. No. It's gotta come back even further. The grandchildren of those people who were talked out of being fans of Nickelback, that's where they're gonna get redemption. Mm -hmm. This band is coming back. If Ska can make a comeback, Nickelback can come back. Ska! Dude, here's the thing. You know, going into this and, and, and making notes and, 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 and go, you know, preparing to make this episode, I kind of felt one way. Now at the end of it, I, I, want, I hope that we are at the forefront of Nickelback coming back. Yeah. If Nickelback has a return, I hope that it's because of us. And I want a backstage pass to every concert that they play in Nashville. Actually, you know what? Give us two. Mark can come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chad, if you're listening, dude, we actually want to hang out, bro. Invite us backstage. We'll like, you know, hang. I'm positive these guys are cool to hang out with. Oh, sure they are. This also ties into why I'm certain that there will be a Nickelback resurgence. The narrative will flip and they will become appreciated again because younger generation coming up doesn't fall for all this bullshit that used to work in the past. Their values are now rooted in clear thinking, clear logic. Right. They can see when someone's trying to sell them some bullshit and they can see when someone's trying to sell them something that's real, mm -hmm. something that they can actually believe in. Right. If you want to talk about a band that's paid their dues... Nickelback falls under that category. This is not some band that just got picked by a label. You're going to be the thing. We're going to plug you into the system. It's going to be great. These guys, go find uh, Loudwire does this series called Wikipedia Fact or Fiction. Mm -hmm. They take a band or an artist or whoever, they sit them down, ask them questions based on information found from Wikipedia to find out if it's bullshit or not. You know, here's something that's on Wikipedia. Is this true or is this false? Right. There's one with Nickelback. And they talk about how they were trying to make a living as a cover band in the 90s in Canada, which sounds like the most terrible of times to have. If you want to talk about hard times, you want to talk about struggle. That'd be tough. Do you have any fucking clue what it would be like to do anything close to touring in Canada? You can only really You're going to get <laughs> fucked by a bear, okay? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Run over by a moose. You're going to have to drive through snow. There are six It's a terrible place. There to are have to six do that. towns in the whole country. Yeah. The rest of it is just mountains. And also to get from like the west coast of Montreal, no, Vancouver to Toronto. Yo, you that's like a 2-day drive. So what is your tour? All 6 cities in 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 Canada? That's like a 2-month tour to do that. You could film a reality show about how to survive in the wild without electricity between their tour stops. Yeah. Just send a camera crew in a second van to follow them in the 3 months it takes to get to the next town mm -hmm. when they get a flat tire. I would have watched it. They should do it now. It's a miracle that they all didn't team up and eat one of the members. <laughs> yeah, it's like survival. Get a flat tire taking a shortcut. One of these guys didn't make it. Sorry. It's true. We drove off the road and we ate the bass player. They talk about how they're trying to make a living doing all this shit until Chad borrowed enough money from his stepdad. Can't imagine that was a fun conversation to have. Borrowed like 4K or something like Which that. Which in the 90s would have been a lot of money. A lot of money. $10,000. Borrowed that money in order to buy a shitload of mushrooms 
and then studio time to record their first EP, yeah. sold the mushrooms to pay for their first EP and return the loan. Then another one of these guys had to go take out a $30,000 loan from a bank mm. to keep this band going. A loan from a bank? That's we're going to take your house if this goes wrong shit. Yeah, I can tell you what a lot of people in music business won't do now that, is get a loan from the bank. That. 100%. Not too many people. I don't think anybody I've actually ever met in my life has ever been like, oh, I am actually fronting the money to do this. I am actually going to go get a loan to pay for this. No, they sit at home and cry on Twitter and social media say, I can't get a label to sign me and give me money. And then they get huge and then they complain about major labels being so evil. Grow the fuck up. I know that people think this is a band that just got plugged in. They funded their own first album and then after it became a hit got signed and that album got re-released that's not a label making some shit happen no. that's a label actually buying one of them that's a label buying nirvana is what that is you know what made nickelback so popular was good writing that's what made them so popular what made everyone love nickelback wasn't because a major label went out there and made it happen it was because they wrote songs that everyone wanted to sing. That's why. That's why they're so huge. I'm starting to wonder if I've been wrong about Canada this whole time. Maybe we owe Canada an apology. Oh, Canada? Maybe we owe Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. I don't know. Is that how it goes? I don't, actually don't know. I don't know the fucking song. Why would I? I hate that place. I don't know. <laughs> but we have spent a decent amount of time here. And I just find myself getting more frustrated as this goes on. It seems like the moral of the story might be if you're doing something that you know is good and you know that other people know it's good and the system won't let you in, maybe bet on yourself and fuck the system and fuck the world. If you do something that's good enough, they'll come to you. Yeah. I guess that's the moral of the story. That seems to be the moral of the Nickelback story. This sounds like a, a band that got turned down every door they knocked on, decided to just do it themselves and it worked. That's what this sounds like to me. Maybe you should do what Nickelback did. When every door slams in your face, eventually you just got to build your own house. Eventually you got to unzip your pants, take your dick out. Which, by the way, I will say, that's been the most uncomfortable thing about doing video for this episode. Normally we record this show without pants. It's much more non-restricting. Yeah. Shit, the last three times I think I was fully naked. Restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be an adjustment for us, but I think we get used to it. I guess we could try if people like this video. If you do like this video, again, smash, what do they say on YouTube? It's uh, subscribe, smash the like button. That's like, you gotta like, there's a little uh, thumbs up. You gotta hit it with a, so you turn it blue. Yeah, I cannot wait to see how shitty this looks. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way this looks good. Hey, look, everyone thinks that we're like rich and famous. Like, you think rich and famous yeah. guys make it look like this? If we were rich and famous, we'd be at like, you know, I don't know. Where do they, wherever they record the news or something. Right, maybe we can get Lowe's to sponsor this podcast and we'll go post up on a couch in there or something. That would be sick. No, no, no. Some furniture store. Rooms to go. Rooms we'll to get go. Rooms to go to sponsor this podcast. We'll set up in there. Yeah. A different living room set each time. Every time. They don't give a fuck about music. No. So they don't care what we're saying. Actually, I think rooms to go would be a great idea. That would be a really good sponsor. I, I need to start writing these down. We should have a wish list of sponsors. It's almost like we should record it so we could keep a record of it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So, so you know, normally the summation is if your favorite band is Nickelback. Your favorite band sucks? 
I guess. I guess. I don't know if they do though. I don't even know. It's it's confusing. I kind of feel I kind of feel like maybe they don't. I don't know. Your favorite band Fox, I guess. I don't know. That, that's what it is. Your favorite band? <laughs> Your favorite band is Nickelback. Your favorite band Fox? Are we having fun yet? You're welcome for listening to your favorite band sucks. Let your friends in on the fun by sharing this episode to social media. It's not like you got anything better to do, right? And hey, whenever you do get that stimulus check from the government, go ahead to shop.yfbspod.com, drop some cash on some merch. All right, real talk for a second. Mark and I cannot really record the show right now, what with being responsible citizens and all that. We do have a bunch of episodes already recorded. We will keep releasing new ones for as long as we can. That means there will be another episode in two weeks. We're taking it all the way back to the old school. Beethoven sucks. Beethoven sucks. Nah, April Fool's just kidding. Uh, When the podcast returns, 